from American Awakening, this is Signs of Life. Hello, 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 America. It's morning. morning. Squad from around the country, coming to you from Hawaii, Florida, Boston, Vermont, bringing you the best in daily worship and discussion and prism about how God loves us, why we're here in this crazy corona moment, uh, but how God's got us. That's the key to the the daily show of the American Awakening mm-hmm. Squad, Signs of Life. We're out there looking for signs of life because they're out there, folks. They are out there. And without further ado, I'm going to kick it over to our house worship band, Josh Jacob, who's going to bring us in with a little bit of worshipfulness. Our Father who in heaven reigns, how great and mighty is your name. Your kingdom come, you will be done. On here on earth as is above. So give to us our daily bread. And keep our hungry spirits fed. May all our satisfaction be in you whose grace that set us free. Give us hope, give us faith, help us trust your guidance from the depths of your grace you have richly provided. Thank you, thank you, Father, you are all we need. Father, you are all we need. Forgive all our trespasses as we forgive when sinned against the evil seeks to hide your face we fix our eyes on you by faith give us hope give us faith Help us trust your guidance from the depths of your grace you have richly provided.
right. Uh, we are kicking it down to Florida from very, very frosty Vermont. So, as always, I'm guessing that somehow Gainesville, Florida is not quite the same as Vermont right now. No, it's uh, <laughs> it's sunny and beautiful. And so, yeah, pretty nice. You know, it's uh, good to see everybody and hear everybody. Uh, this is your daily dose, a little something to hopefully bring some hope and some light and life into your day. Uh, and we always try to anchor that in some kind of point that has to do with uh, what we believe is the God of the universe and how we're supposed to live as his people. And, you know, as John was saying in his intro, it's harder than it sounds, right, to actually live this stuff out and to to really let the belief sink deep. And so I just want to say, as we head into this particular show, it, you know, it's okay to struggle. It's okay to have doubts and to have tough days. And a part of what we're hoping to do uh, as a team individually, us, as well as with you, is to just keep going, right? Just keep going. So short thought for you today about living together. We've been talking about the first Christians, the first Jesus followers in the book of Acts and what they were doing and the things that they devoted themselves to. And one of the things they devoted themselves to was sharing their possessions, which I'm going to just tell you real talk, this is hard to do. We live in a very individualistic society. Uh, we are protective of our stuff, but apparently they were sharing everything. And even people who had houses and lands were selling them and then bringing them to the leadership and saying, hey, we just want to help make sure that our brothers and sisters don't have any needs. This just sounds so radical in this day and age. And yet it seems not only that they were doing it, but there's this question about whether it was descriptive or prescriptive for the church today. Are we supposed to do this? Or was it just like, like, hey, here's something you could do. Uh, I'm going to leave that question on the floor for you to wrestle with, but change it a little bit, which is why would we not want to? Why would we not want to explore and try out this way of living in a radical community? Uh, and listen, I'm game. I think it's going to be hard. I know it's been hard. We've tried to live that way in my family, but it's not always easy. And so we're asking you to hashtag share your stuff. If you want to put something online, I would love to hear some stories. It's okay. You're not boasting. Just tell us how God is working in you or you're sharing your things with people around you, or maybe people have shared their stuff to meet your needs. And you can hashtag that with share your stuff, tag us, American Awakening. I would love to see if maybe we can try in this crazy time to live out that radical community and that radical sharing that we saw in the first century, the first Jesus followers. And that's my encouragement. That's my challenge. Uh, and let's see what happens. I think it's something that could really be a huge blessing uh, for the people of God in this time. And for the people who don't know God, they need it. They want to, he need to hear God's love, and we want to share it with them. So that's the challenge for today. That's your daily dose. Back to you, John. Good word. Jeff, what do you have for us down in Hawaii today, friend? Yeah, I love that, Joel. It's so good, so true. And this is such a cool moment, even when we talked about uh, with the Jubilee stuff a couple of days ago and stuff like that, that I think this th there is a moment to, to kind of rethink all this. Um, I'm going to keep it simple today, just a, a thought I've been thinking on. There's this concept, there's this Japanese theologian named Koisuke Koyama, and he had this uh, uh, brilliant book he wrote called Three Miles Per Hour. And essentially what the, he, he kind of has this long-standing metaphor in the whole book where he basically argues that actually in reality, three miles per hour is the, is the, the speed that someone is walking when they're walking as kind of a non-anxious presence, when they're walking steady, when they're walking slow, and you can just tell they're walking with like a speed of enjoyment of life. They're not hurried. They're not hustled. They're not busy. You can just kind of tell. So he uses that metaphor, three miles per hour, 
to actually say that's the speed at which God walks. That, that, that to be a non-anxious and loving presence, you have to walk at three miles per hour. And, and that Jesus actually walks at three miles per hour and that he did and he does with us. And that that's the speed of love. And so then the question today I want you to chew on is, do you walk at the speed of love or do you walk at the speed of hurry? Do you walk at the speed of busyness? I think this moment right now, even though there's enormous hardship, and even though some of us can't see past even just some of the, the huge things that are hitting us right now, um, I still think we can reassess and say, are we walking at the speed of love? Because when you are, you notice people and you notice things in a different way. You notice how when you're hurried and hustled, you don't notice the periphery. You don't notice things going on, right? But you see Jesus who, you know, I think 60, 70 or something percent of his miracles were miracles of interruption, meaning like he, he wasn't trying to go heal this person. He was on his way somewhere, but because he was this non-anxious presence walking at three miles per hour, he noticed the person. They were able to get his attention. And so that's another way to assess if you are kind of walking in a slow, steadied speed of love is, is do you notice what's actually happening around you? Do you notice your neighbor, your kids, your spouse, your roommate, your friends um, in moments that God wants to connect you? And another thing too is if God's walking at this, you know, then are you walking with him or are you walking ahead of him? Because a lot of us in our life, we're walking, we say we're walking with Jesus if we're followers of Jesus, but a lot of us, we're walking ahead of him. Um, you know, which I actually do to Alyssa all the time. Anyone who walks fast knows <laughs> what that's like. Alyssa, the first five years of our marriage, Alyssa was like, how about you actually come back here and actually walk with me? I would just take off and be like, oh, where, where is everyone? So I totally understand this and this one hits home. And so what would that look like today? To slow down, to notice every single person in front of you, to notice the relationships, notice the connections and walk at the speed of love. I think that's what we're called to do. And I think that's what this season is for. So that's something to chew on for today. I love that, Jeff. Well, hello all. As you could see, I'm kind of stepping in. So one of the first points I wanted to make before we kick it over to Calvin uh, with our headlines for the day. Today, the Q Summit, I don't know how many of you know about Q, but Q is uh, this year a fantastic two-day online conference uh, that showcases sort of educational talks, TED Talks, very cool conversations uh, with a lot of thought leaders really to inspire and equip Christian leaders all over the world uh, for the times that they're in now and times to come. And there's some great uh, voices that are going to be coming out over the next couple of days. We got uh, Lecrae, for all of you Lecrae fans. So we got Francis Chan, Andy Crouch, Priscilla Shire, Tim Keller, and a host of a brand new uh, web show. His name is John Kingston. He will be delivering his very first Q Talk today. And so what we want to do is offer all of you guys, our fantastic audience members, if you'd like to check out the summit, um, which, you know, you can check it out today. And we have a uh, 10% off discount. If you want to use the code Kingston10, all lowercase, and then the number one zero, Kingston10, um, just go to qideas.org to register. It's not too late. There's tons of people all day today and you'll love it. Um, it's, a, it's a time when I think they're predicting about 10,000 folks from around the world are going to be tuning in. So you'll be there with a bunch of other people and soaking in a whole lot of great information. So so with that, I'm going to kick it over to Calvin. Calvin, what are our stories for the day? Today, we're going to bring you a few signs of life, light, and fun to remind us to keep the faith um, despite the challenges of corona. So our first story, the Senate approved a $484 billion bill yesterday, which would provide more than $320 billion to the Paycheck Protection Program. Of that $60 billion would be set aside for community-based lenders, smaller banks, and credit unions to assist smaller businesses that don't have the established relationships with big banks. The measure would also bolster the Small Business Administration's 
disaster loan and grant programs, which have dried up during this crisis. The legislation also includes $75 billion to help overwhelmed hospitals and $25 billion for a new coronavirus testing program. The legislation is headed over to the House, where it's scheduled to be taken up Thursday. And if approved, it will head over to President Trump for approval, which he tweeted yesterday that he is ready to sign. Seniors who receive Social Security retirement benefits via direct deposit are expected to see money associated with the economic impact payments hit their accounts sometime this week, possibly next. This group includes people who receive Social Security benefits but may not make enough money to be required to file a federal income tax return. Well, the good news is that many won't need to file any extra forms to receive this money. Also, beginning this week, the IRS will begin issuing paper checks on a weekly basis to people who have not provided direct deposit information, but have a mailing address on record. The IRS said veterans and their beneficiaries who receive compensation and pension benefit payments will receive a 1200 economic impact payment without needing to file extra forms. And lastly, a little bit of fun. And for all you football fans, Gronk is back. Rob Gronkowski, the all-pro tight end who left the NFL after the 2018 season, is coming out of retirement to reunite with Tom Brady, his New England Patriots teammate on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Gronk's agent, Drew Rosenhaus, said on Tuesday that the five-time pro bowler had been really invigorated physically since he retired from football nearly 13 months ago. Gronk told Fox Sports in a text message, I'm back. I always said when I have that feeling and it feels right, I'll be ready to take the field again. And I have that feeling. I'm ready. Buccaneers general manager Jason Light said Rob Gronkowski is one of the best tight ends in NFL history and he plays the game with a type of passion and desire that sets him apart. Rob has played his entire career alongside Tom Brady and their accomplishments speak for themselves. Together, they have developed the type of chemistry on and off the field that is crucial to success. Well, as some of you guys know, a large part of our team is actually based right here, right outside of Boston. And so we send our love, our thanks, and best wishes to TV12 and Gronk as they move on to Tampa. So again, a few wonderful stories of what is going on in the world and reasons why we should keep the faith. Now, over to my sister, Marissa, for our discussion question of the day. Thank you, Calvin. That's real. Um, and if Gronk coming back is not reason enough to keep the faith, I tell you, I, I don't know what is. <laughs> uh, so, all right, on to our discussion question of the day. So, again, we all know uh, daily life here during corona is pretty sobering. Um, the world is drastically different from what it was four months ago, and it's not really clear exactly when this season is going to pass. Um, but I think one of the things that I've taken comfort in, one of the things we've enjoyed bringing to light here is that no matter the darkness, death, destruction, isolation that is going on all around us, there is light and there is life and there's hope that's trying to break out. And so we're here trying to bring it to you in, in all different kinds of ways. Today, one of the things that I'd love for us to talk about is actually this idea of keeping the faith, you know, actual practical ways. We, we throw out that phrase all the time. Um, and people really 
you know, mean well when they say it. But I think it's important that we talk about it, especially in times like these, um, all of us on this show and with the audience, um, because I think it can really make the difference between folks sort of just struggling through and scraping by in their days and actually maybe being able to pivot to a place where they can enjoy the day and where they can make the most out of it. And so, you know, just real talk, just generally, I know that there are lots of decisions that we can make daily about keeping the faith, about trying to figure out how to keep our own faith, you know, basically, you know, some quick examples, you know, remembering why you came to the faith, um, staying plugged into scripture and prayer, making sure that you're staying in community with people who can help encourage you. And then also even just real talk, checking your attitude <laughs> about all sorts of things and people. Um, but so I want to talk about uh, with you guys, just, you know, the real conversation that we like to have here with us and with the people out there. What are some practices that you've had to implement since Corona started that has helped you try to keep the faith, keep your own faith, keep it grounded in wherever you are? And alongside that, you know, keeping faith in God, what are some areas in your life um, in the last three months? that you've had to um you've had to sort of extend your faith you've had to sort of use your faith what does it look like for you right now walking in faith and you know work or relationships and things what's going on in your lives how are you doing it oh man well first of all you know it's it is hard right and i think it's important that we start in some ways with being honest with ourselves and with the people around us because uh and with you guys listening today because it's one thing for us to come and show up and say like everything's great there's so much hope and joy in the world and and we while that's true um if we ignore the real stuff going on and the real struggles those things get like pushed down and down and down and then it just becomes kind of poisonous so i think one of the things we can do to keep the faith ironically is to be open about our challenges and our struggles and to be open with people that love us and to say man i'm really having a tough day today in just believing that god is good or in in believing that I'm going to get through this or believing there's something on the other side of this. And so if, if that's you, uh, you know, that's one way to do it. And then I think, you know, I'll shift it to the practical for me is I, I may need a physical reset. If I'm really feeling like my attitude or my faith is tanking, especially given that we're like not really moving around a lot, um, get up, walk outside, take a walk, cry out, hey, God help me. God help me. Even if that's all you can muster, uh, do that. And so I think that's a practical way to just kind of keep the faith in a very like daily, day after day after day kind of a way. In the time that we're in right now, all we've got are these moments, and these moments are hard. And I love the fact that, again, we're, we're a part of a faith a community that goes back, you know, generations. We've been a part of people who have had lots and lots of hardships, and they've had to take it moment by moment. And so I love mm -hmm. that. I love that you called that out. Yeah. Jeff, what are your thoughts? How have you been doing out there on the hard island of Hawaii right now? How are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I think we all are having to unlearn, relearn, you know, and everything's from education to house things to, to things of faith just in this moment. Um, I think the two things that have been really helpful for us is the one that's a given that I just have mentioned before is I think I think walks are some of the most spiritual things you can never do. Uh, I think it's some of the holiest things you can ever do. Just we, we are not people who walk. We are not people who get outside a lot in our culture, but just going for walks back to what I talked about, the three miles per hour thing. That's a way to just pull your, your presence down, leave the phone at home for 30 minutes, um, get outside with a roommate, a friend, a spouse, kids really powerful practice if you do that every single day, especially if you kind of start to expect it. Second thing that's been really powerful for us is we have this book called Every Moment Holy uh, 
Highly recommend it. It's uh, uh, an incredible book. I forget who wrote it. They kind of almost like are trying to hide themselves, meaning like their name's not on the cover. And it's like, but what it is, it's basically just hundreds of blessings and kind of like liturgical prayers over every random ordinary moment of life. So there's like a lit- liturgy and a blessing for changing diapers. There's a liturgy and a blessing for when you go for a walk, for when you have breakfast, for when it's a hard day, for when it's raining outside. Like it's kind of cool and creative, but the blessings are just so powerful. Um, and we've had it for years. We love it. It's one of our family's favorite books, but I feel like it's just deeply become powerful in this season of we just, we're, we're almost carrying it with us throughout the day, just outside, indoors, and just like reading it three or four times a day it takes two minutes each time. Um, and just flip through pages and find one that's that's relevant or pertinent. And that's really, I think, a super, super powerful way to ground yourself. Just liturgy in general, which we talked about weeks ago, Joel, with the daily dose and stuff. But um, kind of this, this liturgy of the ordinary, you know, and how powerful and palpable that is. I think it's something that we are rediscovering for sure. Real talk, you have to declare things over yourself. I found it just for me. Like, you, exactly, you have yeah. to say, like, exactly. God, I believe you're with me. You're with me. You're with me. And I'll I'll just keep declaring it. I mean, again, Lord, you you have to you have to keep telling me that I was born for this time. <laughs> you have to keep telling me that greater are you who's in me than than he's in the world. Like and when I say you have to tell me, God, really, I have to find that in the word and I have to keep declaring that. Uh, we've got to keep declaring what we believe is truth because uh, there are lots of things out there that are trying to get us all to believe that we need to be fearful. We're not going to be around very long. What's all this for? None of it matters. Now, listen, you got a little bit of truth. You better declare it over yourself over and over and over again. Something that's been coming up, you brought it up, Marissa, was the word scripture. We've talked about before, there's a whole lot of stuff out there that we can consume that that is just feeding into the fear and the darkness and despair. But I think there is something about not only preaching, you know, preaching to ourselves who we are in this moment, but again, who God is, because who we are, our identity is is based upon the identity of God, where we're, we're made in his image. Our, our very identity is based upon um, his identity. And so, hey, if you go to scripture, it is the story of who God is, his love and his His pursuit of us. And so I think there is something about the discipline of of staying in those stories. Let him be the, the anchor, the, the one point of certainty when so much seems to be in chaos right now. That's real. And I mean, even just this, right? I know, JK, you signal this sort of every day that we're on here, but there's something about being around people of faith who, as you're sort of talking through stuff, it might even just seem like little things that we talk through, but being able to connect with people around the country now, uh, moment by moment in these times, in these days, I think it's really it's really been helpful, I think, for a lot of folks on our team to be able to come together and encourage one another and just hear from one another and do not forsake coming together with folks who are going to keep you encouraged. This is a dark hour, but we don't have to be swallowed up by it. JK, I'd love to hear any closing thoughts you might have on this. You're, you are king of just keep going. Yeah, well, I am king of just keep going. No question about that. I think a couple of thoughts that, that come to mind hearing everybody speak. One is that last bit that you were saying, uh, Marissa, which is that, uh, you know, how encouraged I am by by this team. As I said often, that I, I do this just for the, the pleasure of being together with this group every day and on our prayer calls every day at uh, 10 a.m. We pray for you all out there. 
Uh, so there's that, and which I think is, is certainly an affirmation of the point you're making, Marissa, which is, um, you know, being around people that uh, keep you anchored, keep you um, strong, keep you reminding your calling and, and, and that it's a, a high calling we all have to, to live through this. But then there's a bit about the, and this, this was a, called out by Jeff and Joel to different degrees, the, the now and not yet bit of it all. We've talked about it before. Uh, so, you know, we live in the now. Now is hard. You know, you get grumpy, you get a little dark, you get a little unhappy. Now is now. And so um, be honest about it. You know, you don't have to sort of say, oh, I'm, I'm not grumpy or I'm not sad or I'm not frustrated or I'm not worried or whatever it is. The uh, idea is that, that that's real. And that's what Joel said. Uh, but the not yet part of it is the transcendent part, right? Ultimately, we know that, that at the end of the day, we'll We'll flip to the end of the book. We've read the last chapter. We know what the last chapter of this story is, and it's a happy ending. Um, so, so we live in that duality of, uh, yeah, be grumpy, be sad, be, be worried, be concerned. Um, that's just being a human being. You know, sort of accept it for yourself. Offer it up to God. Convey it to your friends. I mean, don't say, don't be grumpy when you're saying I'm grumpy. You know, you could say, you could detach from it just a little bit and say, hey, you know, I'm kind of, kind of down right now, right? So, don't put the weight on somebody else exactly, but to, to recognize it, you know, allows you to be honest but with your creator who gets it already anyway, and uh, allows you to move back into that, that not yet bit of it, the transcendent that we're all living for, because that part's real too. Yeah. Don't be afraid to be human <laughs> in this moment. You don't have to, you know, you, you don't have to be, you know, anything that you're not. You can be exactly who you are. And, you know, God's still here with us. I love that. One thing we know is we're going to keep standing. We believe folks have been through this and worse, and that we're going to come out of it too. And together, we're going to do it. And one of the things I love that you touched on really early, Jeff um, and Joel, is uh, something that Calvin, I think, is going to talk to us about. Again, just in a very quick tip about how to, how to do life well today. Calvin, pick it up. Take some time today to go for a walk. Enjoy the planet, you know, whether it's a walk, a bike ride, a hike, garden. Um, I guess the air quality is much better actually now in a lot of places because of our collective slowing down. So we encourage you to go and take advantage of the time outdoors. Um, actually, there's some cool research that has shown that walking in nature may actually lead to less repetitive negative thoughts. It can help you get out of that cycle that, that often brings us down and drags us down. So whether it's gardening or tending to lawns, um, which can actually improve brain functionality, I think it would be a a healthy tip in the crazy of Corona to give it a shot. So, hey, get outside, enjoy the day. So that is our tip for living well amidst Corona. Well, I think we all know what time it is. It's, it's my favorite segment of this show. And I have to hand it over to you, Jeff. What do you got for us? I'm actually going to ping pong it back to you, Marissa, because I checked out the, the run sheet and I have no context for that movie. I'm like, I don't know what that is. I was like, I was negative. I was negative wow. 12 years old, you know? You know, I was, I still had 12 years old till I even was born. Um, so I'm going to give that one you back know, to okay. you. And, and, I will and you take it, it, but I have to let you know, Jeff, we got some folks on the team that are even younger than you, who this movie has meant a whole lot to them. This, uh, this movie is a, is a classic. And I know um, my girl, my, my teammate, Marina, who is on the other side of the screen that you all never see, but this show cannot happen without her. She actually wanted to be named after one of these key characters. Um, and she's younger than you, Jeff. So maybe you should check it out. So, Marina, Marina, run the clip. Jeff's acting crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do. Faith is a bluebird you see from afar. 
It's for real and as sure as the first evening star. You can't touch it or buy it or wrap it up tight, but it's there just the same, making things turn out right. Can't touch it or buy it or wrap it up tight, but it's there just the same, making things turn out right. It's just, it's some basic hopeful wisdom. And, you know, you should see this movie because that girl Penny, who Marina wanted to be named after. Now, this movie is 1977, The Rescuers. She actually turns out in an odd Disney way was kidnapped. But these two little mice find out because of some message in a bottle and they come find her and help rescue her. And uh, it's, uh, it's, again, you know how Disney is always doing these kind of like odd adult situations, especially back in the day. But um, the mice are the, are, are the help and the savior of this film. And they, again, declare this word about, um, I guess, even if you're kidnapped, man, you can have faith. Faith is out there and it can help you. Again, we are nearing the end of our show today. I got to thank uh, the guys on this team. You guys show up every day, um, and you you minister to me, and you minister to everybody out there. I have to say thank you to that. So everybody, uh, take care. Enjoy the day, but don't leave before JBJ has some great things to sing. Before I spoke a word, you were singing over me. been so, so good to me Before I took a breath, you breathed your life in me You were being so, so kind to me All the overwhelming never-ending reckless love of God Chases me down, fights to life, found leaves in 99. I couldn't earn it, I don't deserve it. Still, you give yourself away. All the overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. Was your foe? Still, you love far for me. You've been so so good to me. When I felt no words, you paid it all for me. You've been so so kind to me. Climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, 
Oh, you won't climb up coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Oh, they are overwhelming, never ending, reckless love of God. Oh, it chases me down, fights to lie, found leaves in 99. Like a Yes, the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love of God. That's good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And again, all you guys out there, thank you for being with us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be with you. Remember, we love you. We're here for you. We're praying for you. We're praying for all of us together. We will get through this. And remember, again, God's got us. He's got you. He's got me. He's got us. Be not afraid. And until tomorrow, take care. Have a great day. Remember to keep the faith. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Signs of Life is produced by American Awakening, a campaign for the soul of America committed to slaying the giant of death and despair in this American moment. Signs of Life is made up of Jefferson Bethke, Dan Hazeltine, Josh Jacob, John Kingston, Joel Searby, Calvin Lee, Christian Palacios, Marina Pappas, Andy Peterson, and me, Marissa Prince. The show is produced from our headquarters in Lexington, Massachusetts, and you can learn a whole lot more about the movement by visiting our website, AmericanAwakening.us. Relevant Podcast Network.